Hi everyone, welcome to Manager IQ's Manager Skills Corner podcast. Manager IQ's mission is to provide an online space where managers can access all the resources, learnings and tools to build their manager toolkit and also to provide you with a community of managers to lean on. This podcast is designed to bring experts in specific areas of management to share their knowledge and experience with the Manager IQ community. We share tips and tricks which you can implement into your management practice. For more information about Manager IQ and our products, check out our website www.manageriq.com. Now, let's check out today's episode. Today, I am very, very excited to have Kinsey Lai here, who's a Senior Manager of HR Data Analytics at EY London. And uh, me and Kinsey have had the very fortunate experience of working together in the past. And Kinsey, I see you all over social media at the moment doing very exciting things, but I might pass over to you to have a little bit of a deeper introduction to who you are and your passions in this area. Thanks for having me, Lex. Um, and uh, and it's so good to join this wonderful initiative. And um, I hope I can be of use, right? So I'm currently a senior manager in EY London's um, HR analytics team. And uh, my background is in HR analytics and HR consulting. And I think my passion, when you talk about it, I'm very passionate about this, but um, it's really about unleashing the power of people data. When we think about it, um, organizations typically have been pretty used to making decisions based on financial data. That's because people data are really hard to measure. People are more complex um, than assets, for example. So. But nowadays with emerging technology like AI, like big data, um, it's making people data, behavioral data more and more accessible for us as HR professionals. So how can we as HR professionals and as business professionals leverage that behavioral data to make more people centric um, strategies? That's where my passion is. Describe Kinsey a little bit around what is data and what is analytics. So we're just clear that everyone, as we go through this podcast, we're all on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. So you always hear data analytics combined together, right? And um, I think if we are to describe data and analytics together as a word, what I would say data and analytics will be the art and science of translating information into stories to enable action, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when we talk about data analytics together. But if we are to define them separately, data is simply information, right? Mm -hmm. So data can be in many different types, even your thoughts. Um, recently, I've, uh, I've been doing this activity where I'm analyzing a lot of my thoughts as if they are data. And um, if you start to kind of take note of all the all the thoughts that's coming up in your mind you'll realize that those information are data themselves and then doing analysis on top of that data is then trying to group them trying to um pivot them to see see things in a particular particular way so that they all these information start to make sense right mm. so that's the difference between data and um, analytics uh, data is simply information that doesn't mean anything where um analysis or analytics enable um, the data to become something that's more meaningful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fantastic to understand. And and once again, the level of, um, I guess, infrastructure you have 
in your organization with around technology or capability will actually help you understand, well, what data you have and then therefore how you are able to analyze it to tell those stories and to make those decisions. Um, and for from your perspective, I guess, why do you think it's important for managers to maybe they don't have to necessarily need to know how to analyze themselves, but I guess how they use and understand, you know, data and how powerful it can be in analytics? Um, I think from a man as as any kind of manager people manager or if you're a manager of a portfolio managing of a manager of a product it's always important and i'll talk about the importance in two different aspects um internal within the team or if you're looking after like a portfolio product uh, within the product and uh, external right so when mm -hmm. you think about externally um like we just said lex when you are data driven when you are building um building reports and build and analyzing findings to be able to support return on investment for example these are will enable you to have the credibility as mm -hmm. a manager to be able to back whatever claims that you are going to have so externally it gives you credibility where mm -hmm. internally within the team or within the product, what it enable you to do is um, from it. I'll talk about this from the perspective of um, hypothesis driven thinking, right? Mm -hmm. So there are many different types of managers. And a lot of the times um, what, what I observe in managers that require a lot of um, improvement is that they always have a very fixed mindset, mm -hmm. right? And by fixed mindset, I mean, whatever i'm proposing i'm right mm -hmm. there's no further debate if there is any further debate i'll i'll feel very challenged i'll feel insecure and mm -hmm. i'll react to it mm -hmm. where a manager with growth mindset is always open up to data yeah. so for your whole for your own team internally i think getting getting learning more about data analytics and having the skill of data analytics what it actually shows is that you are running the team or you're running um, your product with an open mind mm -hmm. you are willing to be challenged by more data or more information coming in mm -hmm. and um, hence your team will trust you more as a result of that so mm -hmm. internally mm -hmm. I would say it would build trust because you show that um, whatever decision that you're about to make it's not fixed it's not based on ego it's based mm -hmm. on the da data that you're actively collect collecting and the data the new data that you're actively learning so that builds mm. trust and externally it builds credibility so trust yeah. and credibility that would be yeah. two key things yeah that's super interesting what you say there and i think as well from my experience i just think about when you're um, thinking about your business strategy and then you've got your team and then how you're then able to ensure that your team are aligned to the strategy you can use you know your data and analytics to you know, see how far or, you know, close you are to meeting that strategy. So I think it's really good for strategy management or I guess progress towards your strategy. But also what I think um, I've used a lot in the past is to actually help me with my business case. You know, so say I'm thinking about doing something new or thinking about that I need more resources or um, I need to change the team up because some people are maybe got too much going on versus others who, who might have a little bit more capacity to be able to weave in the data points or to weave in that analytic story. I've been able to then say, hey, this is where we're at. This is what I am understanding from the information that I've got. And this is where I'd like to see us go. And then we're able to, you know, have a great conversation about it. But it's been very rare 
aware that if I've set up my business case, particularly for leaders, when I'm asking for resources with a data and analytics, um, I guess, basis to it, that I've been told no. Yeah. So the, that's powerful, you know. So um, and one thing that I do know is that we always talk about in Manager IQ that the manager is the meat in the sandwich between their their people and upper management. So you're able to then um, easily tell a story to upper management around where um, I guess your team are at using the analytics and then vice versa. You're then able to then tell your people about where they are um, progressing or how close they are to meeting you know, strategic goals or their own goals or whatever it is using information. So um, I do think it is quite powerful. Um, but one thing I, I think because um, you might experience is people are kind of scared, you know, of yeah. it and shy away from it a little bit. I, I think less so now than maybe 10 years ago. Uh, I think the technology has come in such a long way that information is and data is, is becoming so much more um, accessible and so forth. But I guess from your perspective, what are some of the common barriers that you might see that um, people face in, in getting across or using um, you know, data and analytics? Right, so the barriers I've seen, the to be honest, I'm going to mention this word again. It's ego. Mm, okay. That is a barrier because when people think they are right and people already have a fixed opinion towards um, what the outcome might be and they're not willing to change their mind, that's mm -hmm. where they, are, they, are, they end up getting really attached to the analysis result where if with some with a manager that's not as ego driven and are more open to um, new discoveries, data challenges that's coming mm. in, that way the manager will be able to tell a story while not getting offended or not getting getting mm -hmm. shaken by the knockback, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I think back then, a um, few years ago, when we talked, when we tried to develop um, people's capability in um, data analytics, we always talked about the, this concept of having a consultative mindset, not mm. walking in with um, a particular conclusion in mind, where walk in from the lens of a consultant, ask questions, actively listen, right? Mm. And always be open to the idea that there might be more data out there. And I, I assume, yeah. Lex, when you go into these meetings, it's never, it's never, you, you never walk in with no challenges. No. The fact that right. you are always able to handle the challenges professionally and not shake when the challenges comes through. I think that's a skill by itself because a lot of the fear, we might think the fear comes from the lack of technical skills or people feel like they are they don't have enough technical skills but a lot of the times it's them that's stopping themselves yeah interesting interesting yeah i guess like you say like it's challenging yourself around you know what does having a consulting mindset mean and and also having like you know like that growth mindset um i think from my experience as well some of the things that i have seen is you know, people maybe not sharing information as widely as what they could. So actually, you know, having having more eyes on information, I think will help you um, have that diversity of thought that comes into, you know, the story that is told. 
Um, and different people get excited about different things, you know. So if you're able to then, you know, share that information um, across your team, across different teams, then you're able to weave a much broader picture. Say if you're doing it across teams or you're able to say, actually, that's a point that kind of comes up for us as well. And then you're able to then combine the power of a couple of teams and 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 then that can even be more powerful. So I do think um, one of the challenges that I've seen in the past is the fact that people don't share the information for whatever reason. Um, I also think that um, one of the key things that I've always enjoyed, and I think it was a point of difference, particularly in my junior career, is that I was trained, you know. So um, I was very fortunate that a leader of mine said, I'm going to invest in you and sent me on a five day Excel course. And I use those skill sets now like. I guess, I mean, less so as you go up, you know, because, you know, we obviously created a, an analytics service offering, so I didn't have to do it anymore. But I think as well as like being um, able to to identify that there is a need and there's a need to either train people or there's a need to get some sort of infrastructure in so that you're able to get that data and analytics, I think will help. There are consultants that go out there that can create, you know, models for you in Excel, you know, to keep it simple if you don't have, you know, some infrastructure in there, um, you know, with regards to technology. So I think that's another thing, being able as a manager to identify that there is a need to pull information and, you know, is there a way that we can train someone to do it or is there a way that we can get in some you know some of the expertise to do it for us and train us up on it so I think that that's another opportunity for people to kind of consider that even if you don't have it now you can get it and um, it will be a investment that um, it will come back on you tenfold over and over again each year and as soon as you've got that building block it opens it up to the next building block I mean we created the HR data analytics service offering here in Oceania EY you know a few years ago and at that point in time you know there's you know what the level of maturity in in the organization with regards to you know this people-led I guess decision making was at a certain level and we were able to then kind of I guess expedite it a bit and um, do you want to talk a little bit about that experience um, just to give people a little bit of context around what that looks like? Yeah absolutely so um, I've joined EY Oceania Four years ago now, four years and a bit ago, um, and um, the goal of that role was to working directly with yourself, Lex, and um, a global team to build a people analytics offering that's never existed before or exists or existed in multiple different pockets, but never officially um, set up as a as a product offering, right? So what mm. we were able to do together was um, to build the twelve month um, people analytics roadmap, and as a result of the roadmap that we were able to deliver, we solidified the people analytics function within the region and um, enabled it to carry out until today. I believe today it still exists, right? <laughs> and from a from a analytics maturity perspective, I would say when I first walk in, we are very much focused on the um, descriptive analytics. And even the descriptive analytics are very scattered. So different teams kind of do different things. So what we were able to do is to um, promote as well as build some centralized offerings to unify the understanding of a lot of people metrics and we were also able to explore a lot of emerging technologies when it comes to data analytics so hopefully what we did um three four years ago um, was able to help the oceania people and uh, people professionals getting better at analytics yeah yeah and i think as well as you know for managers who are listening to this on on the their phones or however you're listening to it 
what we had in the past and what I've had in um, prior organizations is that you have a few people who might be passionate at Excel or have taken a little bit of an interest in it. So they tend to pull together some reports um, and then use pivots and, and, and are able to you know, pull some graphs together to get some information. Um, and now you're right, there's a bit more technology now and a lot of organizations do have some form of financial technology or HR technology that is able to pull information out. So that's great that when they're able to do that. Um, however, what we identified is that more effort and um, thinking and strategy needed to be put in place around how you pull all the information together, both people, finance, ops data, to be able to then tell a story, paint a picture, and then from that, be able to make the decisions. And um, I must say that um, you're right, the level of maturity is different in different organizations. But even if you're a small organization um, or a large organization, I mean, you do have data and, you know, and able to access that data is the first step and um, and automate it, I guess, as much as you can so that you don't necessarily have to spend too much time doing it. But once you start to recognize what you have available, how you can get it, how you can then um, I want to say manipulated. It always sounds like such a bad word, but I mean it in a positive way. How you're able to review, analyze it to be able to tell that story to then make decisions is going to um, be very powerful for you as a manager um, to be able to then say, how is your team doing? You know, like how busy are they? How productive are they? How much utilization or how much time do they still have? Um, and then one of the biggest things that I find the most powerful is if I'm able to say those specific things, it's so much easier to ask for more resources or to ask for extended deadlines or to indicate what the impact of certain decisions might have on your people, your products, your services, whatever it might be. So um, I think that we um, as managers do have the opportunity to just open our minds a little bit to, I guess, what is available to us. Are you a new manager looking to build your manager toolkit? Well, the new manager development program is just for you. We cover four modules, which is looking at what is the role of the manager, how to set yourself up as a manager, how to set your team up, and then looking into the future. We have an excellent free trial that is available to all. If you would like access to it, please visit our website today, www.manageriq.com. Uh, talking about upskilling people, have, how have you experienced um, upskilling yourself, upskilling others in this space that you might want to share yeah. with some managers? It's interesting. And uh, I want to go back a little bit to what you mentioned before around mm -hmm. um, now there are all these emerging technologies that's out there. I know you had to go to like the five day Excel boot camp that significantly changed your understanding towards analytics, right? <laughs> so now with all these emerging technologies that's coming up, particularly the recent introduction of generative AI, right? Um, mm -hmm. What we might see is that my manager or the expectation manager will become more and more on asking the right questions because mm. these tools will have increasing ability to be able to analyze. And I always had the question around um, how hands-on managers actually should be when it comes yeah. to um, these type of scenario because we do have analysts a lot of the times in the team that's able to do a lot of analysis, which later on generative AI will probably um, be able to serve us. So I think the critical skill there really is turning into how do I ask the right questions? Mm -hmm. And wow, okay. do I have the comprehensive understanding of um, all the all the um, nuances that's out there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's that point. And sorry, I diverted a little bit. And uh, <laughs> from a manager perspective, I think it's important to understand um, 
particularly if you have hiring um, responsibilities, to understand what kind of skill set that you are, you are hiring for, and making sure that um, the roles that you are hiring for um, mm. have the technical competencies. And so, what I see a lot is that, particularly because I work in the HR field, right? Um, the HR business partner roles, a lot of the role's responsibility actually involve analysis, but there's mm -hmm. not, not really any hard requirement a lot of the times on the job description for yeah. analytics capabilities. And there's no technical test in the interview for analytic capabilities. So I think what I would watch out for, for these roles, that's kind of not technical on the surface, but actually requires a lot of technical skills is to add in technical questions. And mm -hmm. some of the common questions I always use are some kind of Excel related, when a spreadsheet gets too big, what do you do, for example, which will highlight if an individual um, had has had any um, hands-on Excel experiences. And um, the problem solving skills will also come through, through a candidate's answer towards these um, semi-technical related questions, right? Yeah. So that's hiring, right? From a learning and development perspective, I would say, it's always helpful to um, to develop continuous learning in an individual. Mm -hmm. Lex, you are a continuous learner. You kept <laughs> you keep learning new things, and uh, personally, I'm a continuous learner. I think when when you have a continuous learner, or when you're able to develop a continuous learner on the team, the it's very rewarding, and you don't actually need to develop data analytic skills in particular because they would just learn it themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And you're right. So it's very important to look out for that um, learning agility um, as a capability that's out mm. there as well. Yeah. 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 I remember um, I was talking to uh, somebody and they, they said that in the interview, if someone even just said, look, if I don't have the answer, I'll Google it. They're almost like I'll hire them in the instant, you know, mm. because, you know, it's around the, the world of information is it's just so plentiful now right so um and i i think there's been many a times in my you know in my history that if i didn't know how to do something in excel i would just google it you know so yeah. you know and and whether that's now um uh, power bi or you know some of the other analytics tools that are easily available now like you know if in doubt google it or get on a blog you know and, and someone will help you out because um, a lot of the time that problem has been faced before and and i think that um there's so much out there and it's just a matter of spending a little bit of time so a little bit of research i think can go a long way um um just anything else you'd like to touch on i guess on this topic and um we can see how people also if they want to further the conversation on with you and you know, how they can get in touch with you yeah, absolutely. I'm avail I'm available on LinkedIn, Kinsey Lee, K I N S E Y L I, and um and from, I think, outside of that, I think there's a lot of very exciting development in um in the field of employee experience and people analytics, and um I think it's definitely an area to watch because right now we kind of haven't really hit the critical mass, but I think we will at a certain mm. stage and. In the future, the field, my prediction on the field is that the field might actually merge with all the other analytics functions like mm -hmm. finance analytics and operations analytics and or marketing analytics. Because in the future, with generative AI and um, all these tech, all these emerging technologies coming along, the lines between functions will be blurred even further. So mm. I think there's a lot of talks around the silos of the different functions and how that does not enable full decision making because mm. finance make decision based on finance data, HR make decision based on finance uh, on HR data. It's very rarely that they have the overlap. But 
in the organization of the future, all the analytics professionals will connect together. So it might be a very much changing landscape and um, um, mm-hmm. good space to to watch. Yeah, exactly. And I guess in summary, you know, managers, you know, like analytics is just, you know, one part of a, a very full plate, you know. So I think what we can say here is that following this, uh, this conversation, we have an understanding that there is information available to all managers in any organization, be it, you know, to do with their product, their services, their people, um, looking at the financials and the operations. So it's around how you're able to first access that information and then find ways either to upskill yourself or, you know, or find technology that will be able to do it for you or upskill your people to be able to weave a story out of that information to help you then make better decisions, make people-centric decisions as well. I think if we're going to align to your passion and be able to show the power of it, I think a little bit of investment in the beginning with regards to time, effort, resources, even maybe a little bit of money will actually help managers in the long time, long term have the structure and the data and the analytics available to make decisions in a lot easier and streamlined fashion, but also go across different functions. And this doesn't have to be just for large organizations. This is for small, medium, any manager, any organization can get across their information. And it's around, I guess, having that growth mindset where you're able to just go out there and challenge you know what are the questions that you can uh, you can ask that you're able to um, help answer you know using the the information that's available to you but also you know to challenge yourself around being open-minded around what is out there not just in your own team but um, more broadly across the organization that's actually going to help you get the insights that you need one thing we didn't talk about as well is around how you're actually then also able to gain some some information outside of your organization for like industry stats and so forth so maybe something we'll have to get you on again at another point and and we can have a little bit of a deep dive on that Kinsey um anything from my summary that you think that we missed out that wouldn't be a a good thing to uh, that wouldn't be that would be a good thing to highlight I think you've summarized it really well Lex I think um when it comes to data analytics for manager the key is data analytics really is only a tool right and Mm -hmm. it and they what it actually enables is growth mindset and Mm -hmm the willingness to be challenged and managers need that to be able to build trust with their team members, with their mm. stakeholders. Because yeah. if someone's really standoffish and um, does not have an open mind, very likely they are not going to be someone that's um, regarded as a as a excellent manager, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, exactly. And I think one thing that we didn't talk about too much as well is that if you're investing in certain stuff like um, technology, processes, products, services, you are able to use the the information that that then creates for you to show how um, successful that investment has been, you know. So I think that, you know, you're you're able to to weave so many fantastic stories. And I wish we had more time because we could probably um, share a little bit more of our stories around um, some of the things that we've done in the past. But I suspect that we'll get you back on, Kinsey, and we can start to share some some more stories around how we've actually used the information to be able to create something that's um, been quite exciting for for ourselves, our people and, and leadership. So, but thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And once again, if you'd like to get hold of Kinsey and ask any, you know, HR data analytics related com- um, questions, you can check her out on LinkedIn and I'll pop it in your, your bio as well, Kinsey, as part of the podcast. But thanks again for your time and um, let us know if you have any questions that you would like us to answer, or any skills that you would like us to deep dive on. Manager IQ are always keen to get, um, you know, different experts on so that we can actually help you and build your manager toolkit. Thanks everyone. Take care and have a good day. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode. If you have any feedback or would like us to deep dive on a specific skill, please email us at hello at manageriq.com. 